this. Hey, I'm I Lauren. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, restart. Yes. I am Eric. Hey, I'm Lauren. Hi, I'm Oswaldo. Hi, I'm Hi, my name is Adeline. This, this is, is Untitled. untitled. <laughs> Today we'll be discussing um, the memoir Warriors Don't Cry by Melba Patillo Beals. The book is about um, Melba Patillo and uh, when she turned 16, it was also the year that she became a warrior on the front lines of a civil rights firestorm. Following the landmark 1954 Supreme Court ruling Brown vs. Board of Education, Melba was one of the nine teenagers chosen to integrate into Little Rock Central High School. Throughout her harrowing ordeal, Melba was taunted by her schoolmates and their parents threatened by a lynch mob's rope, attacked with lighted sticks of dynamite and injured by acid sprayed in her eyes. But through it all, she acted with it. She acted with dignity and courage and refused to back down. Uh, so basically, like, Melba is a, a, like, she's a student uh, she was a part of the Little Rock Nine, which was a group of colored people that were trying to integrate into Central High, which was an all-white school. And this, um, all throughout this book, it talks about her and what she had to go through and what situations she was put in, and like all the racist stuff that she was put in, all the uh, violence she, that she was put in. She had to face like a lot of challenges throughout yeah. her uh, high school year. She tried to make a difference. And how she had to put up with um, all the violence that came her way and her family. The discussion question we're trying to answer is, is the government helping to make a positive difference in Melba's school, community, and nation? Does anybody have a quote to start with? It's uh, on page 48. Uh, uh, Ike says he'll use love. Tell Travis Cropper with us. Do you guys know what that means? Wait, what? Page 48. Oh. Uh, say it again. So, it says, Ike says he will use a lot and tells Fabus to cooperate with us. Um, um, I think, but then Ike was trying to like push it back. So, I'm assuming from this that Ike is trying to use a law to like go against them and stop integration. The Board of Education versus Brown was also a big step into a big step in history for different racial or different race of people like it was it, 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 it gave them hope for like freedom and stuff in the future and uh, similar to Ike uh, Governor Fabius was uh, in this this quote it said Governor Fabius was still predicting violence which kind of similar to yours because like he was part of the government because he's a governor and um he's like what I think that this, um, what he wants to do is like, still hope that violence occurs when like people try to integrate and like try not to uh, get people to integrate into the central high that are colored. And uh, didn't he also like bring uh, the national guard or something to prevent? Yeah, it says on page three that Memphis um, calls national guards to keep the school segregated, and uh, basically they were the ones that were um, keeping the little rock nine out of the, out of the, uh, Central High. You know, so all the racism she had to deal with from other people? Um, on page 55, uh, 55, it says, at the same time, we are predicting 
All right, we are petitioning for the court order to force your governor to move his troops away from the central from central's front door. Um, this for me shows that um, Thurgood Marshall, who is a part of who was a lawyer at the time, was attempting to um, make a difference in enforce integration. There was the, on page 68, there was a quote that said, there is no real evidence here that we shouldn't proceed with the court or integration of the Central High School. And I think what this uh, government acts was that like they were trying to make a positive difference and like slowly uh, make things integrated. And what this uh, part says is like, they were trying to make the high schools integrated or like the schools in general, try to uh, get people to be together. On page 37, it says people began to applaud and shout, get her, get, um, get her out of here, hang her. Um, not one of those white adults attempted to rescue Elizabeth. The hollering, the, the hulking soldiers continued to obscure her prail like spectators enjoying a sport. Um, this means that there were soldiers that were there that were both like there were soldiers that were there that were supposed to protect her, but they weren't really doing anything. So by this, I know that um, the government wasn't really doing anything to protect them, even though they knew that a lot of it was really violent and like, a lot of them can get really hurt. So what you're, what you're saying is like the government sent these soldiers and the soldiers didn't really do anything, and then because of that, the, like the government didn't like try to do anything to enforce them to like act on it and like try to actually protect them. Yeah, and it's just like. Okay, just leave and not protect anyway. Uh, in one of the pictures of the book, um, there is a huge mob surrounding Mobile, and there's like cops there too, but they're not doing anything to help them. I feel like this scenario happened a lot of times. Which scenario? Um, where the, um, the, guard, uh, the soldiers were sent to. Um, keep the Little Rock Nine safe, but they didn't really do anything. I kind of stood there and watched them, like, get attacked. attacked. Yeah. So basically, they're also, like, they're, they're told, well, they, they follow directions and told what they're doing, but... They follow they, directions by, like, being sent there, but then they didn't They do don't anything. actually, like, agree yeah. with the directions they were given. Yeah. So they kind of do film with the same, but a little bit different. Okay. Yeah, Page 66. There were no restaurants that, that would serve us, at least no decent ones. So I think this says that, uh, I think this means that for colored people, there weren't any like good options of like, say restaurants, because they were all taken by whites at the time. Oh, why do you think they were like only the good restaurants were for whites? Because I think some restaurants still believe that they, uh, they still believe that white was the superior race and also that they were racist and didn't want uh, colored people in their restaurants because they felt like they would hurt their reputation of what a restaurant. And how they believed um, they deserved everything and they deserve all the rights. I guess like how Osvaldo said, like how it would hurt the reputation if they had colors in like uh, different places for example, I don't know like a theater or like a grocery store i guess like the same would apply they couldn't have colored people because like white people wouldn't want to shop there and then like they would uh, just like not go there until like they wouldn't allow colors to go there and then like that would make them earn less money i guess
to add on to what you're saying, uh, I uh, later on, like in chapter seven, like the whole that whole part about that was talking about how like a lot of the whites were being like really violent and like like you said, a lot of the whites didn't want to be in the same like even in the same building as the colored, like they would and, like a lot of times in this in that chapter it would say like oh they're like they're like they're they're cheating the colored like they were toxic and they didn't want to be with them. Colored people don't deserve this, right? As Greedy. What people do. Like, uh, white people thought colored people were less than them. This is thought that white people, or white, was the the ultimate race, like the best one that had the most power. On page 53, it says there was a quote on there that said the minister was urging us to pray for G. and do whatever he said that was um, that was necessary to heal any sour feelings we had against white people. Um, I think that the minister is trying to say that they should like forgive him because nothing's gonna be solved with like hate against hate because if you if there's like one person hating and then there's another person giving hate back nothing's really gonna happen just to be them arguing the whole time. Like if, if they keep hating each other then nothing's actually gonna like Yeah nothing's gonna resolve. Yeah nothing's gonna resolve or anything is gonna actually happen to have a better life. And I don't really know if they're like part of the government, but at least they're trying to help them because if they didn't like say that, then they probably would have like resolved with, like violence, and then that would have gone them anywhere. The NACCP. No, like local ministries. Oh. So Mister wanted Nova to level her anger that she had towards the governor, Governor Nevis, because um, maybe in the future would affect her. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Want to do a little longer? <laughs> Thanks for listening to our podcast. Wild enthusiasm. And this is Jack. Oh, it's <laughs> bald. <laughs> Don't edit that out. Thanks for listening. To- Wait, he said that part. Um, this is untitled, and I forgot what I was gonna say. It was easiest thing. Thanks for listening. No, Come that's, back for yeah. another episode, and this is untitled. That's what he said, though. He said, thanks for listening. And we're going to have to for after. Cheers, <laughs> bro. Thank you. Thanks.